Welcome to Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we love to call it, the show that helps you grow. My name is Jason Wheeland. I am a part of the spiritual growth team here at Saddleback Church. I'm joined, as always, by my friend and co-host, Linda Tokar. And today, we have two very special guests. We're actually kicking off a series looking at the five purposes of marriage. And so we will be spending the next five weeks talking in depth about these five purposes of marriage with with our friends George and Tondra Gregory. Hey friends. Hi. What's up? Great Hi. to have you guys here. They actually joined us on the podcast. This must have been I don't know, like three years ago, something like that. Yeah. Almost. Two, three yeah. years ago. Um, so if, if you want to hear that conversation, you can go back and listen to that episode. It's called The Marriage Game Plan. And we'll actually link that in the show notes and description too. Um, but they're here with us because they're going to be joining Saddleback to really dive in depth, helping couples grow and develop their marriages. And so we wanted to use... Uh, this time for this podcast right now for the next five weeks to kind of look at these five purposes of marriage. So first off, before we get into the weeds there, uh, which will be great weeds, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) before we really get into that, just if you could tell us just a little bit about your story and just about what led you to start this marriage ministry here at Saddleback and what your hopes and goals are for your time with us. Yeah. Well, well, Starting off with marriage ministry came from our personal journey of our journey with mm. our marriage. Uh, we started off our marriage and our life with no plan for the future, right? It was all about the here and now. Uh, but it wasn't about like planning, like how are we going to make marriage work and last uh, for the rest of our lives till death do us part. So we ran into some challenges mm, yeah. and it took us into this kind of we started some patterns that took us into this dark mm-hmm. place that yeah, we, we just found ourselves. We just kind of assumed like that life happens happily ever after mm-hmm. uh, once you get married, right? Mm-hmm. And we found out quickly that it's it if you don't prepare mm-hmm. or you don't um, have mentors or uh, people who can speak into your life as it relates to marriage, mm-hmm. uh, then we got ourselves into the weeds. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it was from that there that we had a heart to that other couples wouldn't start off in their marriage yes. like we started off. That's right. That's right. That's incredible. Yeah. So as we're starting this series, um, I want to start with an overview of why this is so important in the first place. And so, of course, beyond just wanting marriages to flourish, there's another reason that's it's incredibly important that we nourish and care for marriages, and it has to do with how the Bible actually talks about marriage. So talk to us a little bit about this. There's a classic passage in Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about this passage and how it points to Christ's relationship with the church and its relationship to marriage. Yeah, that that passage is in Ephesians chapter 5, right? It's uh, 25 through 33. I'll read it, and then I'll kind of expound on it a little. It says, Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Um, he who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they fed and cared for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his mother and father and be united to his wife, 
and the two will become one. This is a profound mystery that I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And I think this is a classic one because Christ, uh, who, who is God, has this relationship with the church. He's the bridegroom, but he treats her as the bride. And when we look at that, as spouses, we can learn and we're informed of many things through this passage. For instance, at least five things that we see mm-hmm. uh, when we talk about this passage. Number one is love. Mm-hmm. He talks about husbands ought to love their wives and how Christ gave himself up for her. That's a sacrificial love. And when we look at Christ, I tell people all the time, I don't know how you can be married without looking at that sacrificial love. Mm-hmm. It's it's about being selfless, not being selfish, mm-hmm. right? And there's so many times, I think, when we look in our culture, it's about me and not necessarily about the we. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two would be honor, which we're going to talk more about today. But honor comes in this passage when it says that each one must love um, his wife as he loves himself. And if we love ourselves, we give ourselves priority or high value. Mm-hmm. And so that, to me, just says that if we place ourselves in a high position, if we love our spouse Mm -hmm. like we love ourselves, then we will elevate them to that position of promise and, uh, sorry, prominence and and priority. Yeah. And in addition, in this passage, uh, the other thing that it speaks to is unity, like oneness, Mm -hmm. teamwork, and solidarity. In verse 31, it says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now, the one flesh part, this is the hard part, but a lot of people <laughs> think it's the easy part because they think, oh, sex. So when we get married, we become one flesh, right? right. But that is just a fraction mm-hmm. of what oneness is. Oneness is an ongoing right. process of kind of like our sanctification as Christian is a process. Mm-hmm. Oneness is a process. We, it, we never outgrow that. And then in verse 25, Uh, is talking about sacrifice, where it says, gave himself for her. Now, I always love to have fun in my uh, (laughs) pre-marriage classes that I've taught throughout the years. And and I like to say, marriage is death. And everybody starts to look around like, Everybody hears that. (laughs) Marriage is death. Let's continue. They're like, are we in the wrong class here? Like, did we sign up for the wrong class? We'll have to do a whole other podcast just about that that one, right? But sacrifice is about dying to yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's, It's about laying your life down. And people think, it's just a literal death, but it is dying to your pride, mm-hmm. your selfishness, your, you know, your needs and wants and putting others before your own, you know? And so so that's one of the areas that I think God is speaking to in there when he talks about sacrifice. Yeah. And then lastly, it would be nurture and care, mm-hmm. right? You can't have a successful marriage mm-hmm. without nurturing each other or caring for each other. And mm-hmm. this particular passage talks in, de- in, in detail about how he prepared her, how he washed her with water and how he uh, presented her without spot or wrinkle. And mm-hmm. so I think that there's many times that we just, again, we feel like, oh, we're married. It should just happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of care that we have to, especially when you're going through sensitive seasons mm-hmm. or sensitive moments, which we can all say amen to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, the, the word, this passage just teaches us 
that here's what Christ did, yeah. the groom did for his bride. Mm -hmm. And we as husbands and spouses or brides and grooms mm -hmm. should also look at scripture to reflect what we need to do as, as a couple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. It's, I mean, it's, it's very clear. And as you said, that passage is a classic passage yeah. mm -hmm. as we're talking about marriage. There's another passage that we wanted to highlight here and have you guys kind of expound upon a little sure. bit. And that's in Matthew 22, right? It's, it's, it's often referred to as the, a great commandment, mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's from Matthew 22, verses 37 to 39. I'll read that for us. It says, And Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest mm -hmm. commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So talk through this a little bit. How does this passage apply to marriage? Well, God is love. Like, that's the ultimate mm. love, right? Like, that's the goal. Uh, he showed us love. And without him, there is no concept of love, right? So that is the goal, right? Um, um, and then, so that is one of the greatest parts, which loving God, that's easy because he's so awesome, right? Like, <laughs> he's so good. He's so great, you know, and it's easy to love him. Yeah. But the second part of that, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Now we're getting into some challenging uh, situations <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> because all of us are imperfect. Absolutely. George had a, a Duke uh, divinity professor that used to say, we're all crooked sticks trying to make straight lines, right? And so making, loving yourself, loving your neighbor as loving your neighbor is more challenging because we have all of these imperfections that we have. Not just your neighbor mm -hmm. has imperfections, you have them too. And, and that doesn't work well together. Uh, and then, well, there's that question of, well, who is my neighbor, yeah. right? right? That's what the lawyer asked. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, sort of who is my neighbor? Mm -hmm. or who neighbor, who's, who do I have to become a neighbor to? Yeah. And we, sometimes we look outward like, oh, the neighbor is the neighbor across from me or beside me. And yet we like to say, no, your neighbor, really, your first neighbor is your spouse. Mm -hmm. It's your kids. It's mm -hmm. your family mm -hmm. who in that house, they know what type of uh, believer you are mm -hmm. or a husband or father. And so for us, it's, it's, it's really living out those fruits of the spirit, right? Mm -hmm. Dying to yourself, right? No one, I mean, who likes to forgive? Just like, oh, I woke up this morning ready <laughs> for you to do something and then I have to forgive you. That's or true. to have compassion means that there's something that I have to have compassion on or or when we talk about the fruits of the spirit, like long suffering, who wants to suffer long? Yeah. <laughs> but these are the things that in marriage, when we start to talk on a, on a counseling couch, yes. when people come and they say, hey, it's my husband's fault or it's my wife's fault, then we go back to those things and let's mm -hmm. say, hey, let's put those things down and let's talk about the fruits of the spirit. What are we displaying yeah. to each other? So I know you can say it's, it's someone else's fault, but let's talk about what we're displaying as far as characteristics in Christ, loving God, is sometimes easier than loving our neighbor, which That's in right. practicality really is our spouse and our kids first and foremost. That's right. I love Good. that. Yeah. I love that. So like Jason said in the intro, we're going to be spending five weeks together mm. talking about these five purposes of marriage. So excited about that. Why don't you give us an overview? What are those purposes and how can they help couples have healthy marriages and relationships? Okay. Yeah, well, we're excited about this first one, right? Because yeah. the first one is about honor. And we understand that our first, our first honoring is, is God, right? We call that worship. Mm -hmm. But in marriage, we, we have to honor or elevate or put our spouse in a position that they know I matter most to you. Mm -hmm. 
And so we think that that's really important. Number two would be um, fellowship, or what we call relational intimacy, right? And and we're going to talk a little bit more next week about what that really means. But relational intimacy is how we're headed in the same direction, our oneness, our teamwork, mm-hmm. and, and how we work well together. And then number three for us would be uh, what we call spiritual intimacy. And spiritual intimacy is really that we're growing together. You know, so many times in marriage or relationships, we feel like, oh, someone has to be the leader or someone has to be the outward one, but it's really both of us growing together mm-hmm. and accomplishing that, that goal of having oneness. Yes. And then the, the fourth one is partnership. And that's just love in action, right? Like uh, it's not enough to just say, you know, you love your spouse right. or you love the community. It's you have to put it in action. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be talking about that. And then the last one is called legacy, right? It's your marriage is about more than just you mm. and your happiness, but it is has a greater purpose to uh, reflect God's image to the world and to leave a legacy to pass mm. on from generation to generation. So we're going to hit that up. But the but the key, all of these make ingredients for the key. These are the keys to a healthy marriage. Mm. And seeing these present in your marriage. And balancing these five purposes is how we achieve healthy marriage. Yeah, that's great. And I, I just love, like, if you're familiar with Saddleback, then you've probably heard the five purposes right. mm-hmm. in, in regards to, mm-hmm. you know, our, our spiritual growth or the five purposes of the church. And we, and we see those in the Great Commission, in the Great Commandment. Yes. And it, 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 but what we're talking about and what we'll be talking about in this series mm-hmm. is how, how, how we can see how those also can play out in... A marital health mm-hmm. That's right. in the marriage arena, as you can mm-hmm. see how each of those purposes correlates or corresponds to right. to um, an element of our marriage. That's right. And so that's what mm-hmm. um, that's what we're going to be spending these next five weeks on. I'm really mm-hmm. excited about that. Yeah. And so the first one that we're going to be talking about, um, if if we were talking about the five purposes of the church, it's worship. Mm-hmm. And if we're t- in, in the in the arena of, of marriage mm-hmm. is we're talking about it as honor. So. What exactly is honor? How would you define it? And what does it look like in a marriage? Now, I want you both to answer. Okay. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> because we will compare okay. and then we'll have a little t- <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. So I want you both to answer. But first, we'll start with George. George, wh- what does it look like for Tondra to honor you, and then Tondra will go to you, and what does it look mm-hmm. like for George to honor you? Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll first start off with what is honoring in marriage, right? Yes. And then we'll sort of like how, how I see her, how she honors me, and how, but we think honor is when, when you put someone, you give them that place of prominence mm-hmm. or priority, mm-hmm. right? Like, I feel like most spouses, they want to know that I matter, right? I'm understood, Mm -hmm. I'm seen, I'm felt, I'm not taken advantage of. And so for me, and like most men, by the way, we kind of look at that through the lens of respect, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes we have this misnomer about what respect means, right? Like I'm, I'm not sort of petty with my wife, but... I, I like when my wife, under, she, she says, man, I understand your role, what you bring to our marriage. We call this sort of filling each other's gaps, mm-hmm. right? Um, that we both have gaps, right? Mm-hmm. But we, we are, we're called together, meaning put together by God, that her, when whatever area she is weak in, and I'm not going to begin to go into those areas, <laughs> by the way. That's, uh, that's for but, uh, the next episodes. <laughs> but God's wired me maybe to be strengths in those areas yeah. and vice versa. And so for us, I think 
for men, I think respect is a, a, a big thing because we want to feel appreciated and valued for what we bring to the table, not dismissed or overlooked or just taken as some comical joke like, like media uh, purports mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. We want to be valued and we want to have that respect. Yeah. And, you know, I'm no different than any other woman as far as what I need and what makes me feel honored, which is secure love, right? We want to feel safe. We want to feel secure in that you are, you know, you make good decisions, um, that you're faithful, um, that I know that you have um, the best intentions towards me, right? I want to feel valued and honored. you know, the thing about uh, women, and I'm speaking as a woman here, like when we can feel loved, mm-hmm. we have no, you love us, you got all the respect in the world. Right. It's just gonna flow out of us. It's just <laughs> how God wired us to respond. Mm-hmm. And and I feel for men, because that's how they feel loved is, you know, through respect. And so when, a, you know, a man feels respect, he he's going to love. Mm -hmm. So it's all interconnected. Sure. Sometimes I feel like, um, you know, working with couples, uh, they feel like, oh, if I want love, like if I want what I want in the marriage, I need to withhold this respect Mm. because he's unloving or let me withhold my, my love to her because she's been, you know, she's disrespectful. But it's really the opposite, right? Like you have to sew into what you want. So if you sow love into your wife, you're going to reap mm. respect. If you sow respect That's into good. your husband, mm-hmm. you're going to mm-hmm. reap love. So it's connected. Well, that kind of reminds me of what you said earlier about sacrifice mm-hmm. and marriage is death. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. You know, sometimes you have to give what you don't feel like the other person has deserved or earned yet. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. You have to go against your natural inclination. Mm-hmm. You know, you're thinking, well, he doesn't yeah. deserve it. And it's like, no, no, no. You do it anyway, mm-hmm. and that's what's going to start that process. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Well, when we look at the, the word like servant leader, right? Mm-hmm. So, so many times respect to a husband could mean, oh, I'm the head of this house, and you're supposed to do whatever uh-huh. I say. But a servant leader doesn't lead like that. Yeah. It's it's a it's from a position of I'm serving you. I'm, I'm, I'm serving you through gifts, talents. I'm serving you through how I love you, how I promote you, how I put you on a, mm-hmm. a pedestal. And once once that happens, I think when when you when men become good servant leaders, right. I think wives will feel love. And it's sort of a, a circular thing, right? Sure. When the woman feels love, she gives respect. When a man feels respected, he is more than willing to give that love. And I'm so sure. it's a dance that I feel like we sort of dance uh, together in that way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, and that goes back to that Ephesians passage, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Because you're loving sacrificially. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not commanding respect. Exactly. You are living in a That's way that, exactly. that elicits respect. Mm-hmm. It's different. So as important as honor is, it's also easy to to kill it. We've mm-hmm. talked about honor mm-hmm. killers. Mm-hmm. It's easy to damage it. And when that happens, it can be really difficult to overcome. Yeah. So what are some of the honor killers that happen in relationships? Oh my gosh. Over and <laughs> how much time do we have? Time do we have? <laughs> I mean, we can go over a few of the main ones, but that's right. Like honor killers, mm. I feel like the way we communicate to each other yeah. is a huge one. Um, when we are very critical, mm. um, and, and I just see this over and over in, in my coaching with couples, when we are not in a good season, 
we, we just put each other on a defensive mode, right? Like we're in this fight or flight and kill or be killed type mentality. <laughs> <laughs> right? and, and, and it's like this survival mode. And, mm -hmm. and it's like our words are like that sharp edge sword that yeah. just comes in to, you know, like I say, slice and dice each other. So we have to be careful how we talk to each other. Yeah. And then the other uh, communication style that is a honor killer is stonewalling, right? Where we are just not engaged mm. in our relationship at all. We're just checked out. It's like, we're apathetic. We don't have, we don't care. And, right. and so we have to be engaged and we have to be speaking the truth in love. <laughs> Uh, but those are a couple of honor killers that yeah, I, I would say when someone feels uh, that they're being taken advantage of. Right. Like, again, like everyone in the marriage matters. We, we look at that. Um, I forget the documentary right now, but it's about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and, and, and the team. Is this the last dance? The last, the last dance, dance. That's right. Yeah. You, no one wants to feel like they're the Scottie Pippen. Mm -hmm. Right. We <laughs> knew by the end of that series that Scottie felt a certain way. Unappreciated. And we like to say there are no Michael Jordans in the relationship. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't want to feel like I'm serving you, but uh, you're the one getting all the credit. Right. And so we want to be valued We in, in our marriage. Mm -hmm. And when we travel around the country, we, we often talk about uh, what it means to acknowledge and to affirm and to celebrate. Mm -hmm. So there are many times that we know uh, what those things that our spouse does that get on our nerves. And we're so uh, a keen, uh, a, quick. A quick to point those things out. But when they do a better job at it, though, what, what do we do? And so when if we're not getting love in a certain way and then we get that love in a certain way, uh, just as we would point it out that they didn't give it when they do, we have to acknowledge it. Hey, you know what? Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. And I want to affirm that, man, when you do that, that really helps me out. And then celebrate it, right? Who, who, who like loves a big kiss when they do something great? You know, we got our dogs and our pets, and I'm not suggesting that your spouse is your dog or your pet. But when your pet does something, you say, sit and they sit, what do you do? You say, oh, look at good girl, good girl, you rub them. They like that affirmation, they like to be celebrated. And mm -hmm. so we don't think that spouses should be taken advantage of. And then lastly is when, when a spouse feels put down, mm -hmm. that's really uh, uh, an honor killer mm -hmm. because we're not called to put each other down yes. with our words, with our actions. Yeah. We are called really to lift each other up. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of those honor killers that for many marriages we have to watch how we put each other down, whether it's through our words or our tone or yeah. through our actions. Well, and I wanted to just add to that too, like um, uh, George and I, uh, we also work with NFL couples. Uh, George is the chaplain for the Los Angeles Chargers. And, uh, and this is something that is very keen because a lot of times people like in marriage, you know, the, the, the wives feel like, oh, mm -hmm. well, I don't want, you know, right. he, has, he has enough people boosting his head up. I don't want to give <laughs> him the big head. It's my job to bring his, you know, big headedness <laughs> down, right? Um, but I'm telling you, there's nothing more powerful than the lift and encouragement yeah. from your spouse. It, it does something different. Like, mm -hmm. and I just even feel just for, not even speaking with NF, you know, just to NFL couples, but couples at large, like we have to fight so much out here on our jobs and so many things putting us down, so much chaos mm. to pour back in. Like you don't have to worry about keeping your spouse humble and not getting the big head by not lifting them up. 
God is the one that yeah. brings about that humility as they walk with the Lord. Your job is to just mm -hmm. pour in, love them through your words and encourage them. We all need that. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up working with the Chargers and with NFL players, because I was going to ask, how do they take it when you tell them there's no... Michael Jordan's in a marriage. Like, wait, wait a second. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm working to be my the, the very best here. You know what? It, it, what I present to the team, I'm always telling them you're not all that. You know, <laughs> I know you think you're all that. I know your IG numbers are out of the, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's in a global planet by itself. However, when, you, when it comes to home, you know, the best way to be is very humble, mm -hmm. to come in the door as a servant leader or as a husband that you want to honor and place that spouse who really is sacrificing their life to make sure that you can do what you do. And so for, for us, I mean, we, we, we just sort of, sort of tell it like it is, you know, and, and, and they're really not all that. They're just men, right? Rocky had this, this scene where Rocky was uh, in one of the Rocky movies. He, he, there was, uh, I think Apollo was fighting a Russian and the Russian Apollo hits the Russian or Rocky hits the Russian, whichever one was fighting. And uh, then Mickey says, you see, he's not a, a machine. He's just a man, yeah. right, because he bleeds. And so yeah. our players uh, or professional athletes or, who, or coaches, uh, we just like to say, hey, you know what? We know you're put on the pedestal in a lot of areas, but at home, yeah. you know, you're just a husband and a wife. Well, even to add to that, one of the mottos that I like that is going throughout, like, the Christian uh, players on, on the team is, you know, you're really playing for an audience mm -hmm. of one, yeah. right? You really only have to please God at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. He's the almighty one. And I think that keeps people balanced Balance, at the humble. end of the day, yeah. keep them humble, you know, so. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I, I, so I wanted to kind of go back to this, uh, our topic today about honor. Mm -hmm. And we talked about ways that we can unfortunately kind of uh, have a hard time mm -hmm. giving that honor or showing that honor. Mm -hmm. and, and the things that we bring into it that can often uh, go astray, mm -hmm. <laughs> if you will. But so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about ways that we can take steps to build a culture of honor. And mm -hmm. especially it, it, as we look at how to avoid ways to mess up that part, mm -hmm. but also going back to what we talked about before, just about the purpose of honor in general. Sure. Mm -hmm. What yeah. are some things that people, that couples can start to mm -hmm. think about, start to engage in, to see differently, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you will, mm -hmm. to start to build a culture of honor within yeah. their household? Yeah, I'd like to say that I think uh, couples who are, are experiencing some honor killers, right? <laughs> just keep the main thing the main thing, right? And uh, Coach, Coach Lynn, when he was here with the Chargers, he used to say that although we were down uh, in the first first year, we were 0-4, that's not good to start your year. Uh, he would often say it's a long season. That that means if you're not winning, if it's not a, a current season of honoring in your marriage, you can rebound by how you live out those last three quarters of the NFL season. And so, so we like to say, keep the main thing, the main thing, remain faithful. Mm -hmm. That's why you got married, right? Yeah. You used to spend all this time on the phone, spending late nights uh, talking or feeling like, well, man, I have to marry you, have to spend the rest of my life. And that, that requires some faithfulness, some honoring in that level. And so for, for us in our marriage, 
we never bring up like the word divorce. Yeah. It's just never come yeah. up because we, we decided at the outset is if we're ever in a position of uh, we're going through a tough time, we can't use that D word because it's a very damaging word. It, yeah. it disintegrates trust and, mm-hmm. and faithfulness. And so right. we like to say remain faithful. Another thing that we say is to affirm each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, That goes back to if someone feels taken advantage of, you have to do you have to go overboard with with the affirmations. And uh, Dean Smith, who was the coach of of the North Carolina Tar Heels, I'm a dookie. (laughs) There was a rivalry, but he had some great coaching points uh, about him. And he would teach Michael Jordan and Jimmy Black and uh, uh, Sam Perkins way back in the day. He would teach him when when someone throws you the ball and you go down the court, you shoot that three pointer or you you slam dunk or somebody throws you that alley-oop, you didn't do that by yourself. So he taught them one simple thing mm-hmm. that you point back at them. Whenever you slam that ball, you point at the person who gave you the assist. Why? It's because he was, that's a form of saying, thank you. I appreciate you. I saw you. And so in marriage, I think we need to do less of a job at pointing our finger in derogatory ways <laughs> and point our finger at the opposite way yes. to say, I see you. I understand. Thank you for doing that. I affirm you in this or just go overboard with that appreciation. I'm not taking advantage of you. And another thing that can help build a culture of honor in your marriage is when you can value each other. Mm. Uh, Again, valuing each other is is about making time, prioritizing each other, being intentional Mm. about that, not letting other things seem more important. Like in our culture today, people are so busy. So with busy. So, I was just talking to um, someone about the kids' schedules these days are ridiculously <laughs> busy. <laughs> I mean, they're involved in everything. And so slowing things down enough to say, you know, mm. we can't lose sight of the main thing. Yeah. And, I, and because I, I value you and I value what we're building together, I don't want things to come in and take precedence mm. over that. And so I think that's very important is that we value each other uh, and prioritize each other. And then lastly, I think surrender, right? Mm. Surrender great. looks like, you know, that oneness, achieving that oneness and going through that process of being one flesh is more important than being right. Mm. Okay? That's I'm gonna let that sit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mic drop. I mean, yeah. okay. So just saying, hey, instead of me trying to prove or win this argument or mm. or prove that, boom, boom, I need respect. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> let me say what will help well, us be unified. What will help us be one? And that matters more to me than all winning all the arguments in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are a few things that I mm. feel like that can help us cultivate that culture of honor yeah. in our, our marriages. Yeah, that That's a great point, right? Mm-hmm. That surrendering, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, sometimes I think we're, we're fighting so much to be right or to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, and there there's a surrender that I think scripture just talks to us about that. Mm-hmm. Christ in his humility, right? Mm-hmm. He knew what was happening, but yet he says, not my will, let your will be done. And so for us, it's about how, how am I surrendering, right? right? That's a great question that I think many people could ask. And if you're out there and you're listening 
Yeah. I think uh, a part of honoring is you've got to ask yourself, how am I surrendering? Not, not your total will, but it's like, how am I surrendering? How am I putting my needs maybe second so that I can uplift or prioritize or honor my spouse? Because I think there's a reciprocating effect that happens. Mm-hmm. When I show you honor, I get, I receive that honor back. And sometimes with men and women, it's in different ways, love and respect, but none, yeah. uh, uh, there are important, none the same. Yeah. And it seems to me like a big part of this is learning, asking, mm-hmm. what is respectful to you? Like, 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 how do you feel respected or how sure. do you feel loved? Mm-hmm. And just kind of having those conversations to yeah. learn what your husband or, 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 or what your wife deems as respectful or, or as loving so that you learn how to show yeah. that love or respect in the way that they can see that as love mm-hmm. and respect. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's very important because I think sometimes we think we know, mm-hmm. right? Or we just assume. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're, we're probably going to talk about this a little later, but, but when, when we assume, we're, we're just assuming that we're the same person as we married, right? That's and right. Tondra is very different in certain seasons, right? And I'm very different in, 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 in certain seasons. And so, so asking questions really helps us to be current and relevant to what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. kind of goes back to where you guys started, where you said, you know, sometimes you just think marriage is just going to be happily ever after, mm-hmm. you know, that's what, but this interaction and saying, how do I love you well? Mm-hmm. You know, like nobody tells us sure. how to do that. That's, that's right. right. But, and sometimes we feel like, well, I should just know, or mm-hmm. he should just mm-hmm. know. Oh, that yeah. I hear all you know? the time. I was <laughs> like, no, George is like, no, you have to give him the cheat sheet. Yes. Yeah, right? Cheat sheet. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, we want him to win, we want him to pass the test. Come on, just tell him how tell to do him this. Tell him what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you, we started by talking about the fact that this marriage ministry came out of your own learnings mm-hmm. early on. So if you could go back mm-hmm. and tell your early married self, like, what is one thing you wish you could tell your younger self? <laughs> We're going to start with Tondra. Okay. <laughs> just with respect to married life and respect and honor, what would you tell young Tondra? Ooh, young Tondra had a lot to learn. Let me tell you. <laughs> right? I would tell her, girl, don't take yourself mm-hmm. so seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up, you know, in, with a single mom yep. and she instilled in me about being a strong woman, independent, mm. self-sufficient. Yes. Don't depend <laughs> on anyone, mm-hmm. you know, especially a man because she had been let down uh, mm-hmm. by men. And so she just raised me to be this mm. independent, self-sufficient woman, not needing help, making my own way in the world. And I think that's a lot in the culture because, oh, you know, sure. mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to mention a word that would take us on a whole nother topic, which is, you know, feminism, but we'll have to do a episode on that. But I had to learn to let that go. That is rooted in pride. Mm-hmm. And when you have that type of mindset, it puts you in competition mm-hmm. with your spouse mm-hmm. and not, and God wants us to compliment, yes, like George had mentioned, word. is filling each other gaps is a compliment you complement each other, mm-hmm. not compete with each other. Right. And I feel like that's one thing that my younger self did not mm. get the big <laughs> picture. <laughs> and I had to wrestle with myself to, mm. to let go of that and say, it's okay to need help. And it's okay yeah. to not have yeah. all the answers. It's okay to rely on him and allow him to be a part of your life and partner with mm-hmm. you and trust that process. Yeah. yeah. I was 
we have a similar background. I was raised by a single mom too. Yeah. And, and being dependent, yes. especially on a man mm-hmm. was like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Cost some interesting. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, interesting. Start. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that does make an interesting uh, partnership, right? Yes. <laughs> How about you, George? Well, what would I, you tell I, young George? I, I think it's interesting that sometimes we think, um, we're the only ones who think that way, or this is the only aspect of my marriage, and and I'm the one that's going through that. When in reality, if we talk about this more in an open way, yeah. right? Uh, so for me, I think uh, going back to sort of Tandra's what what she would say to the younger Tandra, I would say that I don't have to always fight to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, that to me, I think the first two years of of my marriage was l- l- responding to Miss Independent. <laughs> who didn't need me or or I felt like, man, she has it together and she's trying to keep everything in her chest. I was just trying to be heard and to be right and to make her feel like, wow, I'm the husband and you know, I care for you. I want to be a servant leader. And so for me, I think there's so many times that uh, husbands can we, we want to try to prove ourselves so right that we bring in some form of hurt or uh, a, a residual conflict that's never resolved because we're trying to be on top as opposed to a partner who walks beside and who guides and who leads and who affirms and acknowledges. Now you see why we want to help couples because we had one of the biggest power struggles (laughs) and it was like, how do you become one? Mm. How do you become one if you are in this power struggle Mm between the two of you. And by the grace of God, which we always say, we're a picture of God's mm-hmm. grace of, of just us surrendering mm-hmm. our will to, to his will. And he molded and shaped us individually and as a couple. And we wanna help couples get to that place. You know, marriage is hard, mm-hmm. it's not easy, but you can do it if you know the tools and you know the right, you know, the mm-hmm. right process of getting to where God intended for marriage yeah. to do yeah. in our lives. So, yeah. yeah, and because we're that picture of God's grace, if you out there and you're experiencing some uh, non-seasons of, or seasons of dishonor, or you're not yeah. walking through that the happy season, you know what, if you're looking at us, mm-hmm. you see a picture of God's grace. Mm-hmm. And the same way God brought redemption and he brought grace to our lives. And now instead of us tearing each other down, we lift each other up. We're putting our we're putting each other in a high value is over time you learn to do that. So wherever you are in your journey, keep remaining faithful, keep appreciating, don't take advantage of each other, but put each other in a place of honor and it will come back to you. Friends, honestly, if you're if if you're listening to a podcast on marriage, where else are you gonna hear stuff like marriage is death? <laughs> where else are you gonna hear stuff to talking about the last dance, Rocky Four, and God's grace? You won't get that anywhere else. So we're just getting started with George and Tondra Gregory. We're th- so thrilled to have them here. Next week we'll be back talking about the uh, purpose of relational intimacy. So make sure to come back next week and we look forward to talking with you more then. Friends, thank you for being here and uh, we'll be back again next week. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. 
just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes. And go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question might just inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Jason Whelan, and I hope you'll join us again next week.